0: Welcome to another episode of over ass today. We have an extremely special guest. We were just chatting before uh, actually it was recorded so you might hear it still, um, but he is, he is seems to be a jack of all trades here. Uh, Peter Lorimer is on the show and he was a music producer. Um, he's the host of Netflix stay here. He's a real estate extraordinaire. Like I said, he seems to do it all. So Peter, thank you so much for being here.
1: It is an absolute delight to be on the podcast. A delight.
0: Well, we're we're delighted to have you as well. So, what we always do to start the show for people who may not know you, can you give us your elevator pitch?
1: Sure, sure. Well, I was acquitted, so you know I'm released uh, with good behavior. Oh, should I really be talking about that? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so, all right, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is actually a fancy Arizona jail cell so right now, me and, and Christian Slater. He's next door. Um, so, yeah, let me kind of give you the 411. So, it was a, a, uh, a dance mu- house music ooch, 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 producer, dropped out of high school at 15 to go make house records, seemed to manage to find a path to it. Had approximately between the US and the UK about 50 number ones in the dance charts. Uh, was yeah. a writer, producer and an artist, but I remixed everybody and their mother, going back from starting with people like David Bowie uh, and then worked with In Excess and George Michael. And then I ended my career with people like Seal and Christine Aguilera. And then I bailed in like 2001 two something like that. When I saw Napster was, you know, the circus was coming into town and I'm like, oh, this is about to decimate the industry. So I, I I managed to I won uh, a, a bit a big hit at the end of my career, um, and I took the winnings. And I'm like, well, music's kind of gonna go through it, so I'm gonna start investing in property. And I took that money, started investing in property in LA, and I just had a bit of a knack for it. You know, it was it was it was kind of similar to music. Walking, it was like hearing a good song that you know is gonna be a hit you walk into an area where it might be a little bit gritty, but you're like, this is gonna pop. And so I started investing and then the, the creative community came out, all of my mates in the music business were like, Ooh, what's he doing? And then I became an agent, uh, joined Keller Williams, was the number one Keller Williams agent in LA, started my own firm in 2010, focusing on a niche of creatives. And then flash forward to 2020, we ended with, Uh, four offices, 200 agents. And then I became the vice president for the whole of the greater Los Angeles region for Corcoran, as in Barbara Corcoran. And I merged PLG with Corcoran. Um, And then my side hustle is is a little bit of telly here and there, a little bit of telly presenting presenting on the telly.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, you just it's such a, a big resume that you have. So you went into investing first. And then you just said, you know what, this is, you know, I I feel like I'm good at this. I'm going to become an agent. So where did your clientele, did you have a huge database already from music already?
1: Yeah. So I was very, very, very heavily involved in the club scene in LA. Uh, I wasn't ever a promoter, but I I, it was my life, right? Dance music, DJs. So I was at all the clubs, I knew everybody at the clubs. And, uh, and that really was my, my initial um sphere of influence and and i remember shuffling into the back of keller williams right and at that time i just had a number one in 12 countries right in the in the dance charts um and and i was like i ain't gonna say shit. i'm just gonna just keep my mouth shut nobody needs to know that i'm a dj and i'm all this and i did all that so i just shuffled in and i sat at the back and I just did everything they told me and I hated it. No offense against Keller Williams. I hated it. I wore a suit. Never worn a suit in my life.
2: We don't wear suits here either on the podcast.
1: <laughs> no. Um, uh, I nearly said a really filthy joke there, but I just paused it. It. I pulled back. It. No, no. Fucking do whatever is, you want. This is unfiltered. Yeah, this is as yeah, unfiltered it- as it gets. But it lives on the internet forever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that it does. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We don't think of that
1: much. (laughs) But um, anyway, did what they did. What they the advice I was given was well intended. You know, farm an area. You know, cold call, do all of this shit. And I was like, I remember coming out with my missus after about six months, and I didn't have a lead. I didn't have nothing. I was just like, oh, this is awful. And I made the decision to leave the music business behind, right? So I I literally burned my boat at the shore, as Napoleon Hill says. And I was like, I can't do I can't do both because I know I got to kiss goodbye to that. Because a part of the reason why I had to leave the music industry was I wanted to I I was a wild man. I wanted to get sober and I'm going to be 20 years sober uh, this August.
0: Oh, congratulations.
1: and so I did it, and I'm like, you know, I didn't. Feel, I, it was just I, I didn't feel myself. I felt like a phony wearing a suit and a freaking name tag and all this shit. And and I came home, and it was like oh, I can imagine. I, I, I kind of almost came out of the figurative closet, and I said, you know what? I got to do it my way, babe. To send my wife, or I'd rather drive a bus. And she said, so just do it your way. Just do what you want to do. And I'm like. Good idea. And then on came the Metallica t-shirt, the shorts, you know, the hat. And my business went <laughs> and just took off because people saw the Pete that they liked and not the veneer that, 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 that so many uh, real estate agents have.
2: I feel like a lot of agents at the beginning of their career play the role of what they think a real estate agent should be I certainly mm-hmm. felt like that I felt like an actor still kind of do when I'm showing properties when I show properties which is never never but <laughs> <laughs> but what I have and you know the recent past I always feel like I'm you know playing a role and I'm like suppressing everything that I actually want to say because all I want to do is insert jokes throughout the entire conversation but sometimes you just can't do that but th- did you actually wear a, a physical name tag? Like, did they have you wear an actual name tag? For like, a hot second. Okay, got it. The, the, the team leader was like, Jesus. Yeah. I, dude, tell me.
1: You know, uh, it, and, and I ran into one of my boys. Oh, God.
0: Oh, you're fucked forever.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that shit, like like, like, a, like
0: living on the internet, that lives in his mind forever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he never became a client. <laughs> where,
2: where was it? Where did you run into him?
1: So I was in uh, the Los Feliz Starbucks there on-, mm-hmm. on Trendy. Uh, uh, I think it's on Vermont. Or, not Vermont, the other one maybe it's Vermont. Uh, and I was full on suit, dude, full on suit. I maybe even had a tie on now, no offense against people in suit and ties. If you, if you feel comfortable in it, great. I didn't, I looked like a freaking funeral director <laughs> and I had the name tag on and I, and I, and, I, and I, my, my boy goes this DJ, right? Friend of mine, like hip hop shorts, like big baggy t-shirt hat on backwards, loads of jewels. He's like, Pete, and i'm like hey man what happened he saw the name tag and he goes what happened to you and i was like well <laughs> that was the that was the beginning of the of the metamorphosis right yeah
0: it's so it's uh, i came to the same realization as well i mean like i said i come from uh the music background as well and um i got into the industry because i thought you know i had a good personality and then as soon as i got in i lost all my personality because i'm trying to be like someone else and it just turns me into a fucking asshole you know so then as soon exactly what you said as soon as i kind of just took a breath did things i wanted to do it i'm happier my business is better everything works out so is that is that the advice you would give to all new agents right now i mean
1: just as a point of order matt you actually really don't have a great personality as it i was going to
2: say that i was going to say that too actually (laughs) So, well know, thank you very this much this guy's telling him telling you forcing it out no, he don't. has a great personality yeah. like let the because audience what are you joke, gonna let say let no one's it. ever
1: told me i didn't have one this is fucking great yeah, well, to rethink okay. everything I mean, the misfits t-shirt kind of you. you know set me off bad memories you know the misfits t-shirt
2: <laughs> is like an attempt at a personality almost you know oh, okay. when people wear old band t-shirts that's kind yeah, of what it I'm
0: is i'm a huge misfits fan actually i don't just wear it because it's cool i have many albums
1: Man, yeah. you should come to my next <laughs> show at the Greek theater and I'll get hit in the face again and knocked over. Did you see that video?
0: No, but I was actually more of a Michael Graves fan than a uh, mm. Glenn Danzig fan.
1: Okay. Well, we so, can swap Danzig stories later. Yeah, Just for the, for the <laughs> listeners out there, Pete Lorimer actually produced a lot of dance music that's really good. And one album for Glenn Danzig called, you should play it at Christmas. It's called 666 Satan's Child and uh uh it actually got really great reviews like one of uh his grittiest albums oh, but sorry. anyway i digress <laughs> so I had t- to answer I had t- your question t- yeah, go
2: ahead go, go ahead go ahead no no ahead. You're, you're you're the guest actually you you tell <laughs> yeah. us
1: so to to yeah listen it, it it's something that is beat to death right now but can you imagine how shitty you uh, uh, someone will fail, an agent will feel, right? They get into the industry, they pretend to be someone else, and then they fail. Forever, they're going to be like, shit, maybe I should have kind of been myself, right? It's a, it's a big regret. So I say just go into the industry. If you, if you love rave music, talk about it on your social media. If you love dog racing, talk about it on your social media. If you love dancing, talk about it because 86% of deals come from people you know. They come from your your tribe, right? People that you have an affinity with. And, and I swear on, on, on the former PLG offices and now the Corcoran offices, one day, I am going to have in letters 10 feet tall, when you run out of people you know, look for strangers. Because people are obsessed with that 14% who are disloyal, all of them but you know there's there's no emotional leverage there you don't know them they don't know you they don't know your friends so if they burn you they don't care True. so stick with the eighty 86 that's what i say.
0: there you go you heard it here first from peter so listen to everything he says and don't fucking tell him you have a good personality because you'll get you got on get limp <laughs>
1: <laughs> you do Matt. it's it's good it's thank good. you
0: so much well i'm forcing it on you now you have to say <laughs> that but uh, <laughs> Eric, what uh, you were gonna say something, Eric.
2: Oh, was I? <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I am. You were so, gonna. Yeah, I was. So okay. I, I'm gonna switch back to what I will say now. But, okay. So Peter, I discovered you well before this actually, but I thought I saw you speak at a I think it was Steve Schul. We talked about this on your podcast.
1: But right, right,
2: right, right. I saw you, it was some coaching event in Los Angeles, and you were talking about the importance of video and you were showing some of your YouTube videos and it's this super high production, energetic, you know, there's text at the bottom, everything about it was extremely impressive. I remember watching that thinking, this is great. Agents should be doing this, but this seems kind of unattainable for the average agent to do, to perform. And I know a lot of agents have a difficulty performing on camera at the beginning. So I I wanted to ask now that, you know, Instagram and Facebook and marketing is so focused on, You know video first what would you say to an agent that isn't necessarily good at video or doesn't feel comfortable on camera yet how would you tell them like you got to do this
1: it's very interesting you know we all fight well i don't know if we all do i can't speak for everyone i still fight demons right when i get the camera what this is this is this is what goes through pete Lorimer's head when he holds his phone why bother too old too fat weird accent Nobody gives a shit, right? It's a brutal that's, thought process to overcome the second you open your phone, man. So that, Jesus, that's yeah. <laughs> I fight that every day. It's called Jesus. imposter syndrome, right? Even when yeah. when I was doing the Netflix show, right? When I was doing the Netflix show, I was like, oh, dude, I managed to skate into this shit," <laughs> and and I literally did not unpack my case for the first two weeks because I thought I'm gonna get the tap on the shoulder, which is, oh, we didn't realize you're not really a TV presenter, so we're gonna replace you with someone else. That is something that has haunted me my entire life. When I was a DJ, I'm playing to thousands of people. You know, Pete, we didn't realize you're not really a DJ, so we're gonna replace you with someone else. Yeah. You know, and it's like, whenever I got these, and I'm not saying this to make me sound like I'm the man, because I'm not at all. But when I was getting all these number ones, I was like, I have this thing, which is, I call it the the Medusa effect, which is whenever I get any kind of success, I can't look it in the eye. I'm like one of those dogs that won't look you in the eye, right? When people (laughs) want to come up and give you an award or something, I'm like, yeah, thanks thanks a lot. Because I feel that if I the moment I recognize any kind of success, and this is maybe something that's fucked up in my head. The moment I recognize any kind of success, I turn to stone and it's the beginning of the, of, of the end of, uh, it's the beginning of the failure of the rest of my life. So maybe I've shared too much, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> this is for the people out there that feel like that, right? Very rarely does a person pick up a camera, I mean I'm surrounded by them, i got them everywhere, I mean <laughs> shit, pick up a camera and go, I look great. I sound great. Everybody wants to hear what I got to say. Maybe Ryan Serhant feels like that. Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: I don't. I feel like what I got to say doesn't matter. But I fight through it, and I make it authentic, and I put it out no matter what, as Seth Golden says, shipping date. And I have gone through my own, you know, because you start doing video and you're like, great, I'm doing video. I'm getting traction. And it's like, Ooh, getting views. I'm getting views. And then, Oh no, the views are dropping off. Does that mean I need to change? And and you got to evolve, right? You can't, I can't just keep doing, I did this thing called Monday mantra on magic mm-hmm. minute. I can't do it. Keep doing them for the next 20 years. So you got to like evolve. and <laughs> The evolution is scary. And I went through even last year, six months of like, okay, where am I going with this? And it's, uh, and so to the people out there, I say, I hate to sound like Nike, but pick up the phone. Here's what I would do. Those of you who have got children or those of, we've all got relations, right? M- make a promise that you will film something three times a week, set, put it in your, put it in your calendar, 11 o'clock on a Tuesday, on a Thursday, on a Saturday, I'm going to film something and put it out. If you don't, you pay your mum 50 bucks for each time you choke. And it really doesn't matter what it is it's getting into the habit and then it will improve my first video sucked sucked mm-hmm. horrible same so it's <laughs> you know it's just discipline right it's 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 a muscle that we gotta learn to use and then the biggest advice i the best advice i can give people is plan it out don't just wing it right winging it in social media there's some room for but most of it, plan it out. I'm sure that you guys, the broke agent, you got a content calendar lined up for weeks, at least till <laughs> lunchtime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I have a meme <laughs> scheduled for two o'clock to lunch. That's pretty much it. But no, Matt yeah. Matt has a so Matt does all these hilarious reels igtv videos listing videos but he actually has a schedule right matt i mean you have an entire production team and camera crew so you have to schedule yourself
0: for some of them yeah like i time block and even i will write out my entire script so i know exactly what i'm going to say and then i can kind of have some fun with it once it's written out but you need to have your talking points or you're just going to be rambling especially you know instagram it's getting shorter and shorter people you need to grab their attention and you need to their attention every five seconds or they're gonna to go to the next thing so i'm glad you said all that though because i think people do really they open up their camera and they go oh my hair looks like shit today you know but no one really knows what you're supposed to look like so those are just like you said peter just demons of of your own no one is really thinking what you're thinking and in fact i think a lot of people actually do care what you have to say more than you would think. Right. Um, and I think people just don't get that. They they open up their camera, I do it all the time. You, I'm Italian, this fucking nose man, uh, selfie mode, it's all you see, it's a fucking, I look like Pinocchio. So like the, the first thing you see is this giant schnoz. So like, you got you gotta like, you gotta figure it out, fight through it. And I think if you're genuine, it's gonna, you're gonna hit and you're gonna connect right. with your crowd. Do you think agents can
2: make it now? Go ahead.
1: No, no, no. Go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. ahead.
2: I I was just going to say, can agents now be successful in marketing without doing video? Do you think that's possible or do you think that they have to? I think it's
1: possible. I think it's, I think you are reducing the odds and maybe reducing the splash. Yeah. Right. If you do video and it isn't just one, uh, you know, I'm. I've spent years of my life figuring out market cam- marketing campaigns that feel an authentic and and but yet get them infotainment right. And then my lovely missus, Cindy, she started filming everything she cooks, and she is getting so much traction from that because people can see she really loves it. Now, at the end of the day, what people need to ask themselves out there is. Do I want to be famous or do I want to sell more real estate? The two can go hand in hand. I would say this is, I'm and to quote, this is quoting Gary V. If you have a hundred or 200 or 300 people that love what you post over and over again, cater to them. If you're a real estate agent and you want to get more business, the more you can kind of be authentic and cater to the people, not cater to, but make videos that resonate with the people that know, like, and care about you, then becoming Insta-famous probably won't happen. If you want to become Insta-famous, that's a whole different ball game. And I have an agent in my office who has probably a hundred to 200,000 followers on TikTok, which is awesome. And he's put an awful, an awful lot of time and effort into it. And he's great at it, but it isn't translating into deals. So my, that was my aha moment in the past six months, which is, am I trying to, you know, capture all of the Netflix crowd and the this and the that? Or do I actually want to make it translate into more business? And I made the decision that I'm going to focus on a smaller group, but really deliver what they're looking for. And, and it's, and it's working, it's translating into into more and more deals.
2: So what does that content look like? That is more specified to that audience? Because I, I saw the, the the mantra and the three minute series that you were doing a couple of years ago where you were talking, you know, it was more like you said, edutainment style, you know, what are contingencies? Um, and like, quick, right. quick hitting two, three minute videos. So are you, are you focusing more on kind of buyer seller education content for your clients? No. Or what does it
1: look like? So what I when I started doing when I was doing the uh, magic minutes and the, you know, whatever the hell they were, the um, and all of these other things. I was doing it to capture the attention of Los Angeles agents so that I could grow my former company PLG because I never recruited and we ended up with 200 agents. So that worked. Then when we merged with Corcoran, I'm like, okay, I don't need to be banging that drum as loud because I want to not only attract agents, but I want to now cater to a large part of my database who didn't enjoy all the real estate stuff. And then I set up a separate Instagram account, Lifestyles of the Lorimers, which was only catered to people that I know. And then I found it, it was just, I reached a point where I'm, I, I reached this, this kind of crossroads where I was like, am I making actions because I'm scared of losing followers? Or am I making actions, taking actions because I believe what I'm doing is best for my brand? And I came to the decision that I was scared of losing followers on my main Instagram page. And I will never make a decision through fear only through faith. And my belief is very much like, you know, Ryan does the same thing. Uh, Josh Altman does the same thing. You intersperse business with family. And that is the best elixir. That's something I always did in the beginning and it worked like a treat. And then I would became all business. And so now what I'm doing is I'm moving back to a blend of probably 50-50. And then just to give you context on this, I actually did dial up my analytics. And my analytics on my on my Instagram page, I look, I compared them side by side, and it was a dead heat. 50% of the most engagement came from my personal posts, and 50% came from business. It wasn't 90% business and 10% family. It was right down the middle. And so that galvanized my shift towards that direction
0: that's interesting because uh, yeah I, I think well eric definitely you you can relate to that with the uh followers and posting but that's kind yeah of i weird. make every decision
2: based on not yeah followers. but i every do in my life is based specifically <laughs> on that metrics so i do the exact opposite of you but i like how you in a, integrate family and you know your yeah. personality and your personal hobbies and everything matt and i always talk about that you want to work with someone that you can relate with and someone that's just pumping out just souls or in escrow posts that doesn't resonate with people anymore it's like right. a robot like yeah. it's not even a human at that point
1: right and you get to a point right this is more aimed at the agents who have a foothold in the industry you get to a point where your sphere of influence right which in your case eric in in la is massive right mine's reasonable but you get to a a, a place where you don't need to keep reminding the people that are in your a group and b group of sphere of influence that you sell real estate they know that they just want to be reminded of you so i think that's an important metric because i see agents that are really big agents and they don't post any video and they just post gorgeous listings Mm -hmm. and they're some of the biggest agents in la yeah but i feel For people coming up or wanting to grow their business you need at the end of the day we don't just sell houses we sell trust and we sell ourselves so if you're only posting houses you're missing out
0: yeah before i mean it's the best way in my opinion for people to feel like they know you before they know you and before they're going to work with you they got to like you they got to trust you and i think that's the best way um to, to figure that out because it's way easier to pick up the phone and call someone that you feel like you know, than you know. 100%. yeah, hundred percent, yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. I I love that you said that though because I I struggle with that too because, you know, I still uh, I'm a real estate agent first and I do all this content, um, <laughs> yeah, I know so, um, and then sometimes I feel like I do make decisions based on followers and what you know are my followers going to like this more than, is this going to get me business? Which it, weirdly enough, my whole thing has gotten me a lot of business, which is good, but I'm always uh, fearful of pigeonholing myself into just one thing. Just being that comedy guy, was just always doing funny stuff. And um, I'm always trying to figure out how to evolve, like you were saying, Peter, and um, you know how can I implement some more, more stuff into this? So it was cool right. to hear you say that
1: and then just to give you another metric right i started like i start uh, there are two kind of not disasters but but duds right failures so in order to advertise on facebook which i'm unfortunately i'm probably gonna have to resign myself to the fact that i need to go back into facebook i started a facebook business page right nobody goes nobody logs on nobody gives a shit people only care about the personal pages but at least i can advertise now that i have that when i created lifestyles of the Lorimers. People migrated, right? I had a thousand people uh, migrate from my app P Dolorima, but I know the core group of my people didn't migrate. And I know that I they are more interested in what I'm doing on vacation and Cindy cooking and just goofing around than they are in seeing, you know, you don't need to get up in the morning at 4 a.m. and make 50 calls. So that side of me, I've knocked on the head and, and decided to, to to evolve it
0: yeah yeah that's awesome
2: so i I read in your bio that you work closely so cindy is your wife correct
1: cindy is uh the woman i fear
2: okay got it
1: yeah she (laughs) is the mother of my my children Uh she is my business partner she Uh is the brains of the operation and the beauty i am really just the thin veneer of showmen Mm -hmm. on the engine that runs and purrs like a v12 which is known as cindy marima (laughs) well i i always thought like i see a lot of couples
2: working in real estate and you know i have a significant other myself i can't imagine you know being in the same room for you know five or six hours is hard on its own is it difficult to you know work with uh you know your life partner in real estate is it like is there ever like pain points with that is it ever we interrupt this program because matt and i have a very important announcement that we have to make and i'm sorry i know you were learning i know you were laughing i know it was making your day and your real estate career better but uh matt why don't you tell them what we're thinking
0: yes eric well um, this is for anyone who has more than one client Okay, so unfortunately, Eric, you can go grab a coffee and I'll I'll, I'll take it from here. I'll let you know when we're done. Uh, The best of the best do things differently in this industry. Top producers do things differently. They start by partnering with Boomtown, the top user-rated real estate CRM. It's all the tech tools and support you need to generate and convert conversation-ready leads in flexible packages designed to grow with you. Run your business smarter with the number one real estate CRM that agents actually use. To check out Boomtown and see how you can score $750 in free digital advertising, Damn! visit boomtownroi.com slash overask. That's boomtownroi.com slash overask.
2: You know, in real estate Facebook groups, everybody asks, what CRM do I use? What CRM do I use? Mm-hmm. Well, here's your answer. It's Boomtown. Boomtown. Boom. Never ask that question again.
1: Yeah. Boom. no 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 i mean we made a decision to stop talking to each other in 2014 and it's kind of worked out it's worked Mm -hmm. out you know unreal we go on vacation separately um we at different times and uh, i tend to sleep in the garage no we um (laughs) we it's really bizarre and i say this in kind of a joking way but also in in a slightly sincere way it's a love-hate relationship i love working with her but she hates working with me And in all seriousness, if you're going to work with a significant other, the trick to it is you can't both do the same thing, right? If one has to do the other, Cindy's incredible at organization responding, pushing the deal through the pipeline, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the hook, right? I catch them and then I reel them in to a point and then she takes over. Uh, and and then you know that allows me to then grow the company as well, and and then pursue these other things like Netflix and and focus on social media. But it's uh, working with a significant other. There have been in the early days screaming matches and like oh my god we should get a divorce. But you manage to kind of work through it and figure it out, and the rhythm we have is awesome. And then I'm around her. All day, every day, we're in different rooms, but I'm around her. And then we just went on a three-week vacation, and you'd be like, "Wow, the last person you want to see is your, is him." And we had a great time, man. I mean, we just managed to switch hats. It's become very, very fluid, you know, between business partner, wife, mom. It's it's seamless at this point.
2: Some good That's advice. Good. Some yeah, good Where, advice right there. Where'd you go on vacation?
1: We went to the south of Italy. Ooh. Sweet. So awesome. we we went to Puglia and then we went to Sicily and then we went to Positano and then we went to Roma.
0: Nice. They Where's uh your family they, from Bade.
1: Barry? Yeah. They they in called Puglia? Bade. Yeah. In Puglia? Oh dude, that's great. Yeah, man. I've never been. I've never been. We were staying near Bari in a place called Borgo Ignesia. Oh, nice. Where the romans planted the olive trees three thousand years ago
0: i want to go so i have, still have a bunch of family who lives there um i've never we'll probably go in the next year or two but yeah it's i'm connected. stoked they brought it they brought it rome they uh this the the football team as you say and yeah. they bought it rome
1: that well it, you i was in it i was in rome the day before the final oh wow right we flew out on the Sunday, and ever and all the British guys. What were they calling it? It's coming home. Yeah. And then as soon as the game ended, it's going Rome. Yeah. It's <laughs> was the, was that? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Brutal flip right there. That was a Ooh. that was a heartbreaking loss. So my sincere apologies for that. I can't. Yeah. I can't well, I can't imagine. <laughs> I've had a lot of. Losses. I mean, I
1: I'm just a little <laughs> embarrassed by the way some of the British fans, yeah, know, took it. But, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it was a fair fight and Italy won, you know, big deal. We have to grow up and accept it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a good game. It was a good game. Um, how'd you land the Netflix
1: show? Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I was, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of, well, maybe there were plenty of real estate agents. I never, I was not one of these guys that had any interest in TV. I saw video to be a vehicle to help me sell more property and. I got a call from this young lady. Uh, I forget her name, but she called me up and she goes, hey, Peter, it's uh, such and such from uh, the casting department at Netflix. Would you like to host a Netflix show? And I'm like, come on, yeah. who is it? Come on, is this, is this the, the agent I just you know canceled the deal on? <laughs> and and uh, she said, no, no, it's serious. So I was like, <laughs> ain't no way I'm getting this shit no way i'm getting this she said i'm going to set up a zoom call with the casting director so i got on with this with this casting director and i'm like this is a giggle this will be this will be the first and last time i have i ever had this experience so let's have a right good old time i'm effing and blinding i'm telling completely inappropriate stories (laughs) talking about all sorts of things that i won't even mention on here and i'm like (laughs) i had a rolling she was cracking up And I said, well, listen, nice to meet you, babe. You know, all the best, good luck with whoever you find. And she was like, she hung up like that. And I was like, okay. So then I get a call and they, uh, I was actually speaking at Inman um, in San Francisco. And I I get a call from the producer of the show. And he said, you know, we'd like you to do a chemistry test with the the, uh, co-host. And I said, I can't do that date, mate. I mean, I'm in San Francisco. I said, but listen, best of luck with you, best of luck. You'll find someone great. If you need some referrals, great. You know? And I said, I'm sure you probably want some geezer that's like 20 years younger than me in a tight Italian suit that yells at people. I said, I got some great folks I can turn you on to. Best of luck. And I said, I'll speak to you later. And I more, kind of hung up on him. because I was, I was running late. I was polite. Then he calls me back and he said, I don't think you understand. He said, we need you to do a chemistry, chemistry test. I said, I'm speaking at Inman. So I can't make it. And she flew in from New York. And they sent a freaking plane to San Francisco. So I got on this plane. I'm like, okay, this is weird. I roll up at the, at the, at the test site. There's me and like five other geezers there's they're all like Adonises and like super cart and young and gorgeous geezers. And one's an Australian one's like another British guy. And I'm like, (laughs) well, this is a giggle in it. This is a story to tell the kids and they said okay and now let's do a chemistry test with you peter and i'm like what a fucking laugh this is and so i was like same thing effing and blinding and talking about completely inappropriate things that i'd seen it seen in clubland and you know genevieve was talking about you know some design things i'm like what are you fucking blind i'm like that is <laughs> never gonna work and she said i love these trees i said you know what i love about them I said, a chainsaw and a bonfire, the blocking the entire view. <laughs> and I just kind of went for it, thinking, this is my little mini moment in the sun. And then I went around and thanked everybody. And I said, best of luck with the show and, and <laughs> went keep... off on my merry way. And I got a call and they said, you got it. <laughs> and, so uh, I love
0: how, I love how like seven times you're just like, yeah, best of luck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there
2: is no chance. I keep saying that. <laughs> I did.
1: I did. Uh, and then to kind of button it up, the, the producer said, he said, you know, we're really, you, you know, we, you got the show. And he said, just to let you know, we have been looking for a year for a host. And I said, and you picked me? I said, where have you been looking? Fucking prison. <laughs> 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 and, you know, it's that kind of like self deprecating British kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't know. But we did it and it was great, man. It was a giggle.
2: So for those who haven't seen the show, can you describe the concept? I know it's it's about taking Airbnbs and or like rental properties and going in there with kind of like a design brain, right? And telling them how they could get more money. And you could describe yes. it better than me. That was a shit job.
0: <laughs> yeah, team no, team? no one's gonna fucking watch it now.
2: Yeah, we'll <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it is essentially um, um I am the Gordon Ramsay of Airbnbs, right? right. Where instead Perfect of going into failing restaurants. Except I'm nice. I don't yell and I don't belittle people and make them cry. Uh, we go in and I redo the business plan of these Airbnbs that are choking. Um, and then Genevieve redoes the design. Well, I guess we both did the design. Uh, and then we relaunch them. And I'm happy to say that everyone that's been on the show has been a roaring success. And they were a roaring success before the show, show came out. Because the show came out several months later. And we were increased their ROI by about 400%.
2: It's awesome. So it's real. All the properties are real. All the scenarios are real.
1: All the properties are real. All the scenarios are real. And then the money actually came from the owners to do the rehab. Okay. Oh, wow. Cool. A small part of it came from Netflix, maybe 20%, but 80%, the lion's share of it came from these property owners because we wanted to make sure that they were real. Mm -hmm.
0: And you enjoyed it like a lot more than you thought you would.
1: I enjoyed it. It was, I mean, it was like one of those pinch me moments. I'm like, wow, guys are sticking cameras in my face. And, you know, this is great. You know, none yeah. of it felt real and felt real. And, uh, uh, and, and I was like, I'm getting flown around and uh, hanging out with cool people. I, I went out with the crew all the time and just kind of had pizza and shot the shit uh shot the shit is that right yeah, yeah. that's right,
0: that's right. yeah very very uh american i've here. never heard it
2: past tense like that before <laughs> usually you know i'm shooting Shoot the, the shit, shit. with you're someone shooting but the shot shit. the shit sounds a little yeah. you, intense, shot, you violent shot almost shit. yeah you shot <laughs> like you're attacking shit,
1: shit <laughs> <with> <laughs> a gun. Um, so and it was great you know and then we were kind of talking about season two and covid rolled up and it's kind of put a pause on not just me, but but I think fifty other shows all yeah. kind of got uh, benched for now. So we'll see. Hopefully, season two will be I'll be out
2: coming out right during the right time of this huge real estate boom, reality TV boom. You know, million dollar listing, million dollar beach house, love it or listing, selling that sunset one, list it or love it or love it or list It. selling sunset, selling sunset. Yeah. There's also the one I mentioned. There's a VH1. Do you watch any of these these other shows?
1: You know, or like anything well the funny thing is the last thing i want to do is when i'm yeah. like right i've had a big lovely long day of real estate is to sit down and watch a show about real estate
2: yeah watch these assholes sell 50 million dollars yeah. in one episode it's a little
0: yeah difficult. in in fucking five minutes
2: yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah,
1: but i mean i know all those guys they're all they're all mates you know but uh, and they, they do a tremendous amount of business in the real world but love them i don't need to particularly sit down i mean they're great shows i think yeah, yeah. Uh, i i have i can honestly say i've never watched million dollar listing i haven't watched one episode i should really okay. but you I, should. I have not i should okay
0: well we we play a game here sometimes and uh, eric doesn't know about this at all but we've played oh, it once. we've played it once actually and i want to ask you this because you know a lot of people okay so as a, a real estate if you could have three agents any real estate agents to be on your team, anywhere in the world? Who would your three real estate agents be?
2: Are we doing agents and celebrities?
0: Agents. They could be celebrity agents, oh. but agents.
1: Wow, that's a hard one, huh? It's a hard one, yeah. I guess Sally would be one of them. Sally Forster Jones. Sally Forster Jones. Okay. Uh, I guess, basically, I just pick the three biggest agents in the world and then I just kick back, right? There right. you go. We're on a team. I'm just, yeah, I'll take the three top agents in the world and then I'll <laughs> I'll form a team with them and I'll be the team leader. How about that? And then we split all the deals 50-50.
2: Okay. Would you want them international so you could hit kind of, you know, the the London real estate, the Dubai real estate, or is it all, you know, domestic?
1: You know, rather than real estate agents, maybe we should talk about real estate areas, right? So yeah. I would love to open an office in London. That is obviously being British. I'd love to open one in in, in London. I'd love to open one in Sydney. Um it's, and, it's in Australia, uh, Matt. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's where but there's a big tower. I think it's called the Eiffel Tower. Right. Um and, and <laughs> Eiffel <like> 65. To, <laughs> I'd like to open one in Florence. Oh, nice
2: which is we, in italy
0: we just said i know mm-hmm. we just had uh, Just for Dan- the people at home not everybody daniel knows Feel like we all do peter we just had daniel daggers on the show yeah you know nice. double d yeah, yeah double yeah. d best name in real estate we would say yeah i don't think there's a better name
1: yeah he's got it dialed in dude he he knows his social media really well he's yeah. he's got yeah. his niche you know that whole dubai thing it's like slick have you had his boy on um You should get him on. He's really great. The British guy is now slipping me. Now, I'll hook you up. He's great. He's also in Dubai. Dubai. Oh yeah. But Daggers is sick. He's on point. Daggers.
0: He's, yeah, he's real deal. He was telling us how different it is. um, Like London real estate compared to just like real estate here in North America.
1: He's in Dubai, isn't he?
0: He was, and now he's back in, uh, Oh, he's back in London. He's back in London now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, real estate in London it is—it's so funny because you're the wonders of America. I love America. I'm, I became American. I'm a big America fan. What I—and one of the things that I love about it—is you guys probably can't tell that I don't have a posh accent, right? You put me and you put James Harris from Million Dollar Listings side by side—we sound the same, whereas in England we do not. I sound like I come from eight mile in Detroit (laughs) (laughs) in in England. Mm -hmm. And so me selling real estate in, in the posh parts of London would be very difficult. Whereas over here, America is a nation that's a level playing field. You work hard, you succeed.
2: Over here, you have the accent that gets you in the door. I, we, Matt and I talked about this. I think yeah. maybe, maybe we talked about it with daggers, but I had this Australian guy behind me at my team at Hilton and Highland who was cold calling, and because of his accent, I think he was doing way more business than I was. Because you just have like that immediate respect for Australian or English accent. You think it's more prestigious, you know, more articulate. It just yeah. sounds better.
0: You sound posh as shit to us. Yeah, I'm gonna seriously. be honest.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean, listen, I milked it, you know? It's like, thank God I never lo- lost my accent. And uh, I will say for sure in the early days, you know, when you used to be at say open houses and it meant something, people would walk in and I'd be like, welcome to the open house. Can I offer you a <laughs> bottle of chilled water? And they were like, ooh. Yeah. And then they just think you're like a brain surgeon. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't even graduate high school.
2: <laughs> I got a question, Matt. This is gonna throw you off a little bit. We've okay. never asked this question oh, wow. on the show before. Wow because we don't care. The real estate market right now. (laughs) What's going on with it? Where do you think it's going? How would you describe the real estate market today? And where do you think we're going in the near future, let's say the next six months? Crazy, huh, Matt?
0: I think there's a reason why we've never
2: asked it. So yeah, because we know, we don't know fucking question. It. <laughs> no, it's not a dumb question. People We're trying just, to give people uh, some education here.
1: Unsubscribing right now. Just, they just we got them this far, and now they're all. Do not you right think now.
2: people want to know about that a little bit? We've no, never asked man. That I want to okay, know. when you do we- don't answer it.
1: No, answer it, Peter. You yeah, can answer. Okay, please. So I will tell you this. I am still aggressively buying, right? As I'm an I'm an I'm not just an agent. I I invest and I you know I do my own properties, and why is why am i buying so it's the confluence of this we still have really really low interest rates and i believe la is gonna still see a terrific swell over the next 10 years so even if somebody so so where is the real estate market going i believe okay let me put it in, let me stop waffling and give you some absolute give you some absolutes i think the market we're going to see a shift third quarter of next year. I think we're going to start to see a contraction. I think the contraction overall in, in LA, for example, will be less than 5%. Uh, but it will level off and it will begin to swing more central of a market. It won't be a buyer's market. It will just become a more central market, meaning listings. There'll be more listings available. They're going to take longer to sell. I think sellers are going to have to kind of get realistic with their pricing, but you know if it's a two million dollar house will it sell for 1.9 yeah but over the arc of a decade for me real estate is still guns blazing especially in a city like la that we are watching turn into a vertical city when i moved here before before you were born in 1993 everyone had i was born (laughs) just Yeah, yeah just I was three. um <laughs> everybody had a, a house everybody had some kind of little bungalow you know everybody could afford to buy a house we're now watching that in la and several other cities change where the only option for people is to have a uh, a condo or a townhouse so for that reason alone single family residences pretty much all over the united states in cities that are experiencing growth is such a great bet. Pete Lorimer's investing tip 101. And I've gone through the gamut. I bought condos. I bought uh, multifamilies. Multifamilies are a freaking nightmare. I will never touch them again. I don't care if there's a fraction more ROI. There's like a shit truck full more headache. Mm -hmm. So I liquidated all of my multifamily stuff. And I now only buy single family residences in great school districts because then I know I'll be able to rent them to people who will rent them probably for three to four years to keep their kid in school. And they have something to lose, meaning they're not going to trash the place because if they get thrown out, the kid comes out of that school mostly. Um, and additionally, I will always buy a, I, I like beaters like beat up houses in great school districts. And that's where I've deployed all my investment dollars. And so that's my tip to everyone out there. It was the best thing I ever did.
2: The man aren't you glad i asked the question that's, i actually that's,
0: am because we're my wife and i are looking to get our first investment property and um congratulations yeah, that's, that's a, yeah thank you so much um
1: mm-hmm. yeah you it's going to be mu- good multi-family is an anagram for multiple fucking headaches <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well we're going to stay we're going to steer clear that's a of twitter
1: that twitter post for me yeah there <laughs> you gonna go steal that content
0: that's what i was going to say this shit's going over eric said to you you just you gave us some just great, great knowledge Sorry. right here. And Eric doesn't think of a fucking Twitter Yeah, what's, post.
1: A, what's a single family <laughs> home? I don't even know what that is. Or S single family residence. Eric, you, old- you can only buy one if you're a bachelor. Or Senior. if you're,
2: yeah, exactly. Or if you have only one family, right? <laughs>
0: Eric got a good, all Eric got out of that was a good
2: one-liner for fucking social media. Hey, you know what? It's not for me, Matt, it's for the audience. Yeah. And the audience just learned a lot, in the, so I think. Yeah. It's, for the it's for the people. It's for the people, exactly. It's
0: for the people, and that's why we do this, okay? Yeah. That's why we do this. That's why we get up and do this yeah. for you. No, I'm, I'm sure all, people. all
1: 11 people are really grateful for this podcast. You know? Yeah, no, that, that's twice our numbers actually. Honestly, yeah. Thank you for. <laughs> yeah, enveloping. Peter,
0: I think we might hit 12 or 13 on this episode. Uh, so. Well, then hey, you, you know beat what? me.
2: When, when <laughs> the market does shift, Matt, we could change the name of the podcast from over ask to under ask.
1: There you go. <laughs> yeah. like that one Peter? I think that's (laughs) such a great hook I'm just like drooling being the ex songwriter in me okay good
2: (laughs) that's awesome
0: well that was fun
1: yeah that was fun
0: Peter thank you so much for uh for coming on it was you know actually I think people are going to get a lot of value out of it um and you're just a a good dude okay I I can see why you're uh successful you're just you have good energy you have a good energy and i like to talk to you i don't even want to let you leave that's why i'm
2: i know I'm still i know I, look, I looked at the time and saw that it's already been an hour and has it really yeah i in yeah. 20, 54 minutes yeah and i'm
0: sure yeah. you you have a tight schedule eric you free. actually probably have a tight schedule yeah, yeah eric's free for the next five days so if you need to get in touch with him, he's just gonna yeah, be no, in I, that I, yeah
1: the, well actually was just fading a little bit the energy's fading i need to go smoke some more Riddlin. so <laughs> um <laughs> no. yeah it's it is my absolute Smoke pleasure
2: <laughs> oh yeah so um our final question is for the people at home where can they find you besides t- not, not like the address of your house but like where <laughs> digitally yeah. can they find you
1: they can okay so you can if you go online and search peter or Emma my name there will be a very old soccer player who recently just died. Got yeah, Football. Just, yeah, just did
2: that actually. Yeah. yeah. In our preparation, so, I reviewed yeah. his entire bio, and it wasn't <laughs> you.
1: You're like, wow. Pete was born in 1947. Exactly. Just- this guy
0: looks incredible.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not him, um, right. but if uh, if you go to at Peter Lorimer on uh, in- Instagram is where I live, Instagram, and then my Facebook is Peter Lorimer uh, Official, YouTube Peter Lorimer Official. Uh, But if you want to get a hold of me, Instagram is the place to go. And I want to just say one last thing on that. So for everybody out there who's overwhelmed by all the platforms, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, don't try and be a master or mistress of them all. That's another thing that I shifted to because I, I got TikTok despondent. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to focus back on Instagram. I'm going to remaster that and then YouTube. And then I'm going to now go back into Facebook because thing about Facebook is it's like an old bar where you know all your mates are gonna be. And so I'm about to start hitting Facebook hard again. I know I sound like a retiree. No TikToks, sorry guys.
2: (laughs) No, I I agree. Facebook's about to go heavy into vertical video also. And so is YouTube with YouTube shorts. So it is very smart advice. So thank you for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. Matt, if you wanna say your signature line
0: no that's good yeah, when, that's when, it? You, no. when you when you set up the signature line oh, no, that's right. i did it well you i, kind I, of I have usually to say, say you take care now peter that's my signature line we have shirts to say you take care now yeah. Um, yeah we'll send you we'll send you one if you want it
2: yeah, yeah if you please, want a shirt, yeah. okay okay great. yeah, yeah if,
1: uh, if you can send me one the stretchy one so i want it yeah. to yeah you know, we the shirt with out.
2: the key on it, it's kind of sick, right?
0: Yeah, we'll send you oh, our I whole like catalog. That. Yeah, yeah, we'll please.
2: send, we'll send yeah. you one of these. Yeah. Boxes, oh, you can have this misfit
0: shirt, too, if you want.
1: That's OK. No, <laughs> Misfits for me, I, I, I've been there, done. Uh, nah, by the way, way I didn't
2: record this thing. You did, right? It's yeah. recording. OK, yeah. jeez. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> God.
1: Can you imagine? Also, Matt, I thought you were going to say when you were wrapping up, you were like, yeah, so, Peter, you know, I just want to say it was you were surprisingly interesting. <laughs> Oh, no,
2: the way you said it was kind of like, yeah, you actually have a good personality. Yeah, As if I was like-, like prepping you to that, it wasn't <laughs> <getting> good. No,
0: <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. That's all yeah, I have it was to great. say. Yeah, oh, you know
2: what, what we should do also, Matt, what? which we haven't done. What? If you're watching this on YouTube, like it. Yeah, please. That really helps with the algorithm and subscribe. Yeah, If you're listening and you know, leave us a review. We got to tell people to do that. Yeah, right. Eric, Eric Peters
0: got fucking houses to sell. You're keeping them here all day. Oh I'm good. It's for
2: the algorithm. He he
0: knows. Yeah, he's gotta go by like
1: my wife's busy working away. I'm just like Oh, true. You're you're the hook. You're the hook. You can't do that. Awesome. (laughs) All right, guys. Love it.
0: Thanks so much, Peter. My pleasure.